welcome to the Realist Wives Club. It's Ariel. And it's Kelsey. And we are beyond excited to be back because it's Southern Charm Week. Thank the Lord. <laughs> it's finally here because Vanderpump has been stressing us out. My yeah. heart has felt like the palpitations are too much. And now we got some fun. We get a, a little bit of light humor. And by light, I mean T-Rav being a rapist and a lot. <laughs> I mean, why the hell not? Why the hell not? We'll just throw into it. Um, okay, so we're going to switch it up a little. We're going to start doing our quotes at the beginning and our quotes of the week. And we got, we have five shows this week that we're covering, right? I know. It was oh really my. crazy this week. We had a mm -hmm. lot to a watch. Lot. A lot. It was, it was hard, but someone had to it do it. Was. And we did it. <laughs> Homework. Homework. Um, okay, so I'm going to start with my quote. And it's from Candace at her wedding. And her biatch mom is trying to pump through that door. And she says... If it isn't Jesus, don't let them in. Amen. <laughs> I just got like relatableness in there because whenever, like anything, I'm at the grocery store, I'm in my car. I don't know. It's just, if it's not Jesus, I don't want to talk to people. I don't want to be near. <laughs> I completely back that up. And the fact yeah. that her mom was such a bitch throughout this entire thing, like, hell no, she does not need that on her wedding day. Mm -mm. Leave her mm -mm. alone. Well, Kelsey, you were with me on my wedding day. I was. We were eating <laughs> sushi like 10 minutes before you walked down the aisle. <laughs> you know what, guys? I'm just not a planner. And thank God for everyone around me keeping my life together. Because <laughs> the sushi was there and you were able to help remove people from the dressing room I didn't want. It was so a good day. you were like my glam squad. <laughs> it was a good day for sure. <laughs> okay, so what's your quote? So mine <clears throat> is from Tinsley. I didn't come here to make friends. I came here to win the cabaret drinking game. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I it's love like it. she's on Watch What Happens Live, and it's like, when we say this word, take a drink. Mm. But you would literally black out because of how many times <laughs> they said gab cabaret, if I can Cabar say it right. <laughs> You're wasted from the game. I still. am. <laughs> like, I'm a little tipsy. A little tipsy, a little ready. Yeah, I mean... Tinsley's not one to shy away from a drink, so that's nice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she was up for it. Like, she was competitive. Like, this is happening. She loves her Tito's. I mean, she really does. I mean, that's what else she... is there? Well, speaking of Tito's or something that we all need a drink, we'll hop over to Potomac. Um, that wedding. Yes. Was gorgeous. Beautiful. Gorgeous. Did you see, like, the flowers? Okay. They were like trees. They were like trees, but the trees were flowers. And she managed to fill up that ballroom. It was ginormous. Like, I'm really jealous because I'm looking at florists right now. And let me tell you, I can't afford that shit. Mm-hmm. No. You see, it's probably like she had at least like 100 trees. Yes. <laughs> Just going to call them trees, guys. Look at it. Literally go back. They were like actual trees. And instead of leaves, they're flowers. How much is one tree worth? I was just wondering. Like... A thousand dollars a tree? I Maybe mean, three. How much was wedding? I have no idea. Way overpriced. Yeah, she, she her original budget. She like quadrupled it or something. It was a lot. You know the usual. Um, yeah, she felt. But I was shocked. Just shocked. She could fill that room. Like, oh yeah. She really did. Um, so and she had clouds on the ceiling, which was I'd never seen. It was actually kind of cute. That was actually really beautiful. I I saw that and I was like, oh, nice touch. Mm -hmm. Nice touch. Yeah. Yeah. Just getting like Italian Renaissance inspired kind of is the vibes I was getting. <laughs> a little bit of everything. Like she's a lavish queen. Yes. Um, okay. So our topics, we've got 
this one's interesting. Michael Darby, it was just like that two-minute conversation, but he's talking with the Hottest House Husband Award, Juan Dixon. Does yes. everyone agree? Hottest House Husband? Oh, I mean, my God. Who else would it be? Like, for the longest time, we were saying Mar Mauricio. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, he's okay, but he's not like, oh, my God, smoking. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's up there, but Juan. And you know what? Congratulations, Robin, for getting back on that. Congrats. I mean, <laughs> we're all proud of you there. Robin, Robin's like a wet blanket personality. She really is. Oh, yeah. Even with her she opener, I'm does. just like, oh, God. <laughs> What's her opener? It's like. Is it something about basketball? No, it's talking about like basketball. how, you know, her patience is short and her hair is short, you know, some shit like that. Uh, and it's just like, oh, that okay. was it. Yeah. Well, she got, there you go. That's her personality. The first two seasons, I swear to God, I had something to do with basketball because Juan was a basketball player and she helped run a basketball camp. And I'm like, is that literally all we have about your personality? And so now it's that hair. It is. Which I'm not loving the hair. Do you love her hair? I think I like <laughs> it better than when it was longer and it was like thin. <laughs> it's like, it's hard to choose. Robin's a, Robin's <laughs> a hard one. She's like... Um, she's one of those housewives that kind of sticks in your brain. It's like something that you don't know what to describe her as. Yeah. Yeah, she's a lot. All right, so we've got the hottest house husband, and he's chatting with the sweetest house husband, who is Chris, um, Monique's husband. Yes. And um, so Juan goes, what's going on with you and Ray? To Michael Darby, who we all talked about last week, is like the creepiest bald man ever. Yeah. And he's like, what's going on with you and Ray? And then Chris just chimes in. I love it. He says, Michael is messy as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> who talks like that? And I love it. Who to the people's face? Like, if there's someone who I think is messy, and I'm like, he's messy as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate I just, that. Be honest. I mean, none of these women really know how to do that. It's all talk about people behind your back. Good for him. Yeah. Just being like, Good for him. what the hell? Yeah, and then he goes on to say Michael is picking on Ray. <laughs> He's just calling it as he sees it. Chris is just calling it as he sees it. And then they have that amazing flashback of Michael Darby um, in previous seasons confronting Ray and being like, uh, hi, Ray. Um, are you living in Great Falls or are you living in Potomac? You know, like he was trying for the camera, Michael Darby was, mm -hmm. to like get Ray on screen and be like, I don't think you and Karen live in wherever DC or Maryland or wherever they are. <laughs> I just don't know why this is such like a big story with Potomac. This is like it. It's is just it? where do they live and why do they have like a fake address or a fake house? Mm -hmm. Like I know with Beverly Hills, it's like puppy gate, you know, but this like where you live, come on. It makes me feel like the show, like kind of like Eva Marcel, how they were saying like she you know, rented a condo or something so that she looks super rich. Yeah. And she's like, no, I did it because, like, my baby daddy is, like, super crazy, which, by the way, he is. I saw all those reports. Andy recently got arrested for violence or domestic abuse. Um, but at the same time, I do think that Eva was renting a house that looked probably nicer or whatever than her real house or something like that for the show because that's what everyone was implying. Candy right. was implying Portia. So I think maybe they're trying to imply that. But the fact that Michael Darby goes after people is like, He's so, how, one to ten, how uncomfortable was he confronting Ray back then? I think every scene that he's in is like a ten <laughs> or more. A ten. He can't, 
he literally can't be himself. He can't be on camera. It reminded me of Alex McCord. Okay, she is a great housewife because she's constantly on the edge. And like, remember when she <laughs> delivered a message to Jill? <laughs> God. That's like, how I felt. That woman, I think we could do like a whole episode on her and her husband. Like, yeah. <laughs> who I were those people? I have a delivery. <laughs> I, 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 I have a delivery. Jill, Jill. And she's like in hives. Like, and they All talk the about how she has hives. Yeah. And she, she's like, you and Bethany are done. And that whole, like, thing where it's, like, the camera's there and you know that Alex was trying to capture it on camera, so she was waiting to say it perfectly, that's how Michael Darby said, do you live in Potomac or Great Falls? So I just felt like the guys, when Michael Darby was like, if Ray and I got in a fight, would you protect me to Juan? And Juan's like, no. (laughs) They're blatantly like, you could get beat the F up, and literally, we would just keep eating and watch. Oh, yeah. I agree. Let me be there for that, too. (laughs) Those husbands. I just, I don't know. Who's your favorite Potomac husband? Juan. Juan. Hello. Is there anybody else? (laughs) We're so shallow. (laughs) That man, though. Josh, don't listen to this. I swear to God. (laughs) Josh, he looks like a black you. (laughs) You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> oh, so good. Um, okay, so I made the the fashions. We saw lots of fashions. <laughs> oh, One thing oh. I got to say is, like, Monique is definitely the hottest pregnant girl I've ever seen in my life. Oh, yeah, and she dresses really well for it, too. Mm-hmm. She looks classy. Her confessional with that light blue off-the-shoulder whatever I mean, I'm like, oh my God, you should be pregnant your whole life year round nonstop. Exactly. So, So, yeah, and then she was wearing that that blue dress to Ramona blue, if you will. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Let's just say that every time there's a blue like that. (laughs) Um, So, okay, so for me, Monique won hottest outfit at the wedding. That was for me because I I don't know, I just love her. Mine was a toss up between her. And Ashley, but I went with Ashley just because it was just plain black dress. She can't do wrong with a plain black dress. Exactly. Um, I'm going to rock your world. And we did not discuss this. I chose Ashley for worst dress. <gasps> and I know. And it's not about her dress, I promise. So you oh, saying God. she wore, it was nice. It was a nice black dress. It was fitted like mm-hmm. through her tits and her stomach. And then there's that slit. It kind of goes out. It's like a perfect long black dress. I don't know if you noticed this. Did okay. you see the necklace she was wearing? I didn't even look. Oh, my God. Everybody go back. You got to pause it when she's talking. It is, okay, a thin gold chain, like a normal necklace. And then at the end, there's a pendant. And the pendant is a black bow tie. So she's wearing a oh bow tie. Oh, my God, no. So it's a black bow tie, but it's, it looks like, it, you know, Target jewelry, how they have that, like, black multi-cut gemstone-looking thing? But it's plastic. Stop. It's straight up matte colored plastic. Like, you know, that like gray charcoal plastic. So it was, <laughs> I love your cats meowing. I know. They're like trying to come <laughs> oh underneath God, the door. Oh my God, you sound like a crazy cat lady. That's so funny. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, the cat agrees, clearly. It was like, Kelsey, how dare you give her best dress I with know. that fucking well, statement necklace. <laughs> I mean, it's just the dress. I'm not going for accessories. That's all I'm saying. Because I didn't That's even true. notice that, and I'm just, like, cringing at the thought of like that. Her earrings look like scrolls. Her earrings oh. look like scrolls. It's like an old 
Egyptian hieroglyphic scroll. I don't know what to say. I can't. Well, I put my worst as Karen. And then mm. Giselle. Yeah. You can't wear white, guys. What it's is a with, wedding. Well, what was with the top? The sleeves slash cape that she was wearing? Not appropriate. Mm -hmm. It's true. Not um, appropriate. Not appropriate at all. Um, yeah, so... So that was, that was that. But we need to talk about the dress, to be honest. The wedding dress. I, I don't even know. The bottom, okay. You know, poofy princess, go for it. The top, what was that? Yeah, mm -hmm. it was odd. The way it was fitted, it looked like it had like 10 pounds of material. It looked like it was too big it. on her. Like the mm -hmm. straps didn't align right. I don't know if that was part of it. Why were the straps like, um, what are those things called where you put it in the back of your car and you're moving furniture? Oh, I know what like... you're talking about, but I have no idea <laughs> what they're called. We're not handymen. <laughs> <laughs> but those things, they looked like white versions of those things. Yes, those I straps. It was just like... This was your choice. It was so disappointing to see the top of that dress. <laughs> was it was it more disappointing um, <laughs> when she came out and did a song, aka very a la Gretchen Rossi oh. when she was proposing to Slade yep. with that stupid effing marry me song. Mm -hmm. And then Candace comes out with her own version of Gretchen Rossi's bullshit. <sighs> like one of my biggest pet peeves with weddings is when the wife is like, this is my chance. Like, let me sing for my quote unquote husband when really, no, it's just to show your talent or when they do like a dance for their mm -hmm. husband. I'm just like, oh. God, Ooh. even if Ooh. it's like those sexy ones, it's like, um, like his mom here. is here and your dad is here. Like, why yeah. are we acting like we're on your honeymoon right now? Not mm -hmm. feeling that. Not cute. No. Not a good look. Not a good look. And that sequin, what was it? It was like gold sequins, right? That, yeah. Here's the thing. I like an empire waist or whatever it was. I don't even think that's right. But it was like tight on the top and then it poofs out and it was short. I love that cut. Yeah. Why the hell are you doing that in gold sequins? I mean, <laughs> get it in like some white, thick material. Like oh, yeah. It didn't look good on That her. would look classy. Mm -hmm. well, but we missed that. That's what we went for. We missed that. Anyway. Um, yeah. I think Robin's dress, did you see? It had, I thought you might like it. It's got like a star and a moon print. I loved that. But yeah. when I saw it like from afar and I saw like the whole thing, it was way too much. I thought it washed her out. I'm like, Robin, are you trying to look like Patrick from SpongeBob SquarePants? I love the print of the dress. I but loved the color it. Was awful. Yes. Yeah. If I could find that in like black or like black and gold or something, I don't know. That's all I would wear. Yeah. I w yeah. Let me wear that to bed. <laughs> uh, see, your cats agree. Oh your cats gosh. agree that you should definitely like, wear I'm that. Like, I'm literally to bed. looking at him underneath <laughs> the door. Like, he's just like, let me in, please. Well, anyway, Vanderpump Rules Reunion Part 2. Oh, it is part two. Oh my God, I thought it was part three. Oh, hell Ooh, no. Part this. three is tomorrow. <laughs> we are almost done, but not quite there yet. 
we're almost, we're at the finish line. I mean, it was good. I mean, we got to see the sidecar and how it just completely mm. done so. Andy Cohen did not seem impressed. He was gone. <laughs> at first he was like, fuck yeah, let's go to Tom Tom. And then the shit stalls out in the street and he's just like, fuck this shit. Like, I'm just going to walk back and just Tom Sandoval is just out in the street. Just like, well, mm -hmm. shit. My it time really, to shine is over. The dichotomy of their life. Like their life, you think their life is glamorous, but really Tom Sandoval's life is a lot of pushing around. Oh, yeah. Little oh, yeah. Carts. So. So we had Billy Lee come yes, and join. And I thought, very interesting, I thought Billy Lee looked better than Lala. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Lala's so swollen with plastic surgery. Mm -hmm. And Billy Lee actually, like, cut back from what I saw this season of her plastic surgery. Right. It's kind of interesting. And her extensions look good. Oh, yeah. Looking good. Looking good. So the big debate was over the whole girls' night in. Yeah. So I mean, it's all Team Katie or Team Billy Lee. Mm-hmm. Where are you at? I'm at, okay. I am, it's hard for me because Katie is actually a monster of the death, like of life, of like a, like a, like the Grim Reaper. Yeah. Okay. In my 100%. mind, she's the Grim Reaper. Yes. So that's true. And Katie says something that's true. She said it's oversight. But guess what? I agree with Katie. It was oversight. And guess what, Katie? If you could pull your head out of your ass, like Billy Lee was saying, you would understand that's exactly what Billy Lee is saying. Yep. It was oversight because when you thought of the word girl, you didn't think to include her. And so all Billy Lee is trying to say is our brains have shortcuts. Like literally I took a sight class 101 and it said we have shortcuts. When I think of a fruit, that's what I fucking think of an apple, you know? And so you thought of the word girl and you didn't think to include me because in your life, you didn't picture me as a girl. And you know, it, what I think it was is it wasn't transphobic at all. All I think it was, was Katie being kind of uneducated, mm -hmm. you know, like she, the worst part to me is when she shut down the conversation because Billy Lee just wanted to talk. She's saying, I've been shut down my whole life. I haven't been able to talk my story. I haven't been able to tell people how I feel. And you're just telling me a trans woman who feels the certain way that I'm wrong. Right. How about you? No, I Who's agree. My thing is. Like, I feel basically the same way you do about Katie. Like, I used to really like her in the beginning, and then it just, mm. like, dwindled down well, and down. Well, because you and I are tequila Kate. Well, we're not tequila. Trust me, we're not Whoa, people. we we're ain't quite there yet. No. We liked her in the beginning because we get super effing crazy on tequila. Yeah. But, like, in a nice way. People not like in Katie a, used to be. <laughs> let me just blow up Tom Schwartz, who is the cutest little thing. Blow up his phone for hours and tell him what a terrible fucking person he is. Mm -hmm. Never done that. But I do admit, I do forget to include people and stuff. And then I'm like, oh, shit, I need to add them to this. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, she needs to understand where Billy's coming from with all of this and how she's been brought up and all of her past experiences and how this was hurting her feelings. Mm -hmm. And instead of that, she was just like, you just need to see my side. You just need to see my side. I just, I blanked. <laughs> and it's just like, girl, 
It's like, girl, that's what she's saying. Like, yeah, you blanked because you didn't think of me. Exactly. Like, do we have to go on this goddamn merry-go-round? Like, all I'm saying is just say, yes, I forgot you. Yeah. That was wrong to forget you. I'll include you next time. time. Yeah, and I shouldn't have done it. And, like, literally, Billy didn't call her transphobic. And no. Lisa pisses me off during this because she's like, didn't they all support you? Didn't they? She's like, yeah, Lisa, that's not what we're talking about. Exactly. I never said this shit. Lisa Vanderpump is out of it. She's like 100 years old, rolling around in that damn wheelchair. Like, is this my grandma? Is this my nephew? Like, Lisa, are you even paying attention to the issues that are going on in front of your eyes? No. What are her comments? She's so unhelpful. No, it's like she's completely spaced out from everything. And all mm-hmm. of her comments are just not even valid at this point. It's just like, what is going on in your head? She's just siding with all the originals. And it's really annoying. Yeah. I, I, Lisa just has her favorites. She, she does. just does. Like Kristen said, she's holding on. Oh, my God. To 31-year-old Kristen. Kristen. How old is Kristen then? <sighs> 31-year-old. What does that mean? Would she, she be like, like I get so confused on how many seasons there are of Vanderpump because I'm just like, God, it's been around this long? But is she what, like mm-hmm. 36? I know she's not as old as Jax, though. He's the oldest. Yeah. Old man Jax, as uh, James called him. <laughs> um, you're going to love this. So I literally just did a check mark tally of every time Kristen talked. Oh, my And whenever God. she talked, it was a check. And whenever she talked about James, it was an X. Yeah. So I had 12 Xs. So that means she talked about James 12 out of 14 times, which is a rate of 86%. I calculated it on my Oh, my um, God. Calculator. This is why I 86%. love you. <laughs> 86%, Kelsey. Like, honestly, even... This was the one point where I was really kind of happy that Lisa Vanderpump kind of like got in there. And she was just like, why do you have to say something every time he does? Like she's literally obsessed and and it's disgusting. It's just like, girl, let it go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she was so damn mean. And then like when James is talking about like (laughs) the nice side of his story, like his family problems. It's just, it's so sad because when I watched that, I was just like, wow. Like, look at him doing this for his family. It's so sweet. You know how his family dynamics are. Mm -hmm. Like, this is really great, and this is a side you don't see of him. And I was like, this is going to go over so well. And then they showed it, and all of them are just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, why would you Mm -hmm. show that on camera? We all do that. And we don't embarrass our families. And it's just like, well, fuck. Nothing this damn kid can do is right. I thought it was so interesting. So the back and forth, right, where James is, like, paying his parents' rents, and then Stassi hops in Mm -hmm. because Kristen's screaming at him, and she's trying to translate what Kristen's saying. She's saying, like, we all contribute. Sandoval gives this perfect opportunity to Stassi, you know, and he says, because he's being totally equal to both sides. He says to Saucy, well, do you pay your parents' rent? And then this is the funny part. Stassi was yelling at James, we all contribute. And then she's like, well, you're saying that you're not going to tell us the amount, James? Why won't you tell us the amount? And then jump back, Sandoval says that. And she goes, well, I'm not going to tell you how much I contribute. I'm not going to say that. And it's like, okay, one, 
you could have said, yes, I pay my parents' rent, and then there you go, conversation shut down. Mm -hmm. You clearly fucking don't, because there's no way Dana is living off your dime. Dana is no. who I imagine to be a gold digger mom. <laughs> and she's living in Lake Arrowhead. So mm -hmm. there's no fucking way. Good point. There's no way. So, and Stassi was a princess, and, and she's talked about it before, how her parents are successful yeah. and all that when they were, to, you know, with Jack's the first season having lunch. So anyway, Sandoval gives her the perfect out. Tell us how much you contribute. And she's like, well, I'm not going to tell you. Well, then why the F are you mad at James? Exactly. <laughs> I just, they're so... They really just hate on him, and it pisses me off because he's literally the younger fucking version of Jack's. And if they can mm -hmm. forgive Jax over and over, then fucking accept James again. Exactly. I'm just tired, tired of it. I'm tired of it. They're, they're pissing me off. Yeah. So we'll see. Next week, I don't think Kristen's going to talk at a ratio of 86% about James because it seems like the Carter issue. Oh, God. But uh, I, I just hate hearing her talk. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. She's stressful. Waste of space. But waste of space. <laughs> so we'll just talk really quick about Beverly Hills, um, just because mm. most of the episode was based on Erica's performance. And then the only other thing besides that that was really worth saying anything was the lunch or the talk with Camille and Vanderpump. So yeah. Erica's performance. I mean, I love, I love her rehearsal because... One, two, three, four, big dick energy. Mm -hmm. Have, or like, uh, here comes the queen. Here comes the queen. And he's like, lasers, orgasms. I'm like, where's Mikey in my life? <laughs> like, I wouldn't expect anything less from her and her crew, to be honest. Yeah. I need someone screaming big dick energy at me when I'm, like, taking a picture or something to, like, get me to real smile instead of fake yes. smile. Yes. <laughs> like, just be in my pocket all the time just so I can mm -hmm. just hear your words of wisdom, basically. Words of wisdom. <laughs> so I love that. And then her hair for the show. The macrame? It's very... Is that... Yeah, it's like macrame, but it reminded me of, like, um, Lizzie McGuire. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Right? Like, uh, what's that song? Hey now, hey now. This what is what dreams, dreams are made of. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure she had her hair like that or something. Pretty Drake close. Pretty like damn yeah. close. So it was like a grown-up Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, but instead of singing "Hey now, this is what dreams are made of," actually, by the way, I pretty much love every single Hillary Duff song. What was it? It's like, let's go back. Back to the beginning. Back to the beginning. Oh, Laguna Beach. <laughs> oh, yes. Lord. Deep cuts. Oh, yes. Um, so anyway, we've got that like poppy Lizzie, but I love Erica's show opens with, gosh, I wrote it down. Um, my kitty's like a python. <laughs> okay, here's why I wrote it down. This is not to like, we all know the song. This is to dissect what is happening in here. Okay. My kitty's like a python. Okay, so that means she's about to explain why her kitty's like a python, right? Right. Or is saying my kitty's like a python, not about to explain, but my kitty is like a python, like an anthropomorphic noun. Like, <laughs> my kitty's like a python, it'll strangle you. Maybe that's what she meant, because this next part, where I'm waiting for a reason, she says, my kitty's like a python, and I'm like, okay, and she's like, 
tick ticking like a time bomb. Oh. Okay, so your kitty. So is a python ticking like a time bomb? It's like ready to pounce. Ready to pounce. We got a lot. We got a cat. We got a snake, and we got a bomb. And apparently, the bomb is ticking. And it's time. it all works. It's time. <laughs> it's time. She's ready. Um, and I love that song. It's expensive to me. I could dance to it in a gay club all day. Mm-hmm. So I thought, for what it is, what is it? Flash, a lot of <laughs> sparklers stuff. Yeah. You know? I mean, looked like a good time. To I mean, me. I would have gone. Yeah. <laughs> and I love so, that her I husband guess. went, too. And she was, like, Aww. that little bit nervous because he was there mm-hmm. watching. I was like, that's actually pretty freaking adorable. I know. And you're a good person, and that's why you felt that way. I felt like... <laughs> I can't even handle you. (laughs) When she talked to Tom, uh, after her show, she had a different voice. She talked like she was talking to her grandpa. You know, you're like, Grandpa, do you want some celery? He had a long, rough night, Ariel. God. (laughs) And plus, it was so noisy in there. He can't fucking hear now. I know, but she, to everybody else, she was like, hi, Kyle. And then she goes to him, she's like, Hi, honey. And I'm like, oh, my God, girlfriend. I mean, she's got to play it right or else he's not going to put the money forth to help her. She's like the Marilyn. She is a Marilyn. Like, she is out there getting it. Oh, yeah. She's working for it. She's getting it. She's hot enough to do it. So, hey, she's like a Lala that I root for. (laughs) (laughs) And very successful. And very successful at it, not just... You know, having her Gucci slides thrown back at her. Oh, that would never God. happen. Or taken away. That's what Randall did, right? Yeah. <laughs> Took them away. He <laughs> wore them. And then she got yeah. them back. Are they the same foot size? Is that what we it's take from It's really, this? like, <laughs> it freaked me out when I heard that. And I was like, oh. <laughs> Ooh. Is, that the, is that the case? That's good. Because, you know, then they could be the same clothing size. And we could just go downhill I mean, there. why but, not be twins? Why not be twins? How'd you like Kyle straddling Mauricio? I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. Is that not us? They're such People a hot couple. That's us. <laughs> They're so good. They're just so sweet. And I know, guys, it's PDA, so it's like something I normally do not agree exactly. with. Exactly. But, but wasted, so whatever. the place <laughs> that they're at, and then, I mean, if you're drinking, I mean, come on. That's like the only time I really show PDA ever. They're like high schoolers, so it's kind of cute. So precious. <laughs> How do you like, um, what's his name, Edwin, being a backup dancer oh and doing his backup dance um, audition for Erica? I love that. I love <laughs> the photos that we have as well. I mean, come on, reminisce a little. Have you ever had sex to party in the USA? Because. <laughs> I'm going to add it on there, except no, I'm not. (laughs) It's just not the one Miley song. I mean, I would probably listen to It's the Climb before (laughs) I would listen to that one. And that's really sad. That sounds like sad lovemaking. Yeah. (laughs) I I just don't think Miley Cyrus is on there at all for us. No. But. um, No. Yeah. I mean. Maybe some Hannah Montana songs before. It sounded really quick. You know, party in the USA, just get it done and go mm. on about your life. Do they put on music every time they have sex? I mean, you're most of the time you're not thinking about that shit. Yeah. I think it was one of those like let me just put 
on whatever song comes on my phone first, and this is going to be it. I'm going to make my move, and that was it. And that's on Edwin's playlist, so there we go. Surprising. <laughs> All right, so we got Camille and Lisa. Could Lisa wear more blush if she tried in this scene? Never. <laughs> that woman I just... always has blush on her face. She's rivaling Leanne for the blush award. Oh, my God. I just don't know. We might have to do like a poll or something for that one because mm. I don't know who's winning. That's a good poll. I don't know. I thought season one, Leanne, could never be top. Yep. And then I don't know what's going on. I, I, I didn't know blush was back in in such a way. Yes. You know? Just like I, I just... pounded on there. Mm-hmm. And then did you see her outfit with that sit down with Camille? Okay, guys, it's a white tee, you know, a little over-the-shoulder, weird tennis Like Carlton-styled, tied sweater. Yes. <laughs> and then the necklace she's wearing looks almost like a rosary, but instead of beads, it's like um, diamonds, like actual diamonds, and it just looked really weird with her outfit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a lot. <laughs> so. I mean, that conversation, I... I have to side with Camille on this. I mean, I know. we've seen Lisa Vanderpump on this show. And, you know, Camille's like, she's never been a victim. She's never had the life of one, but she's definitely playing one now. And it's so mm -hmm. true. It's so true. And, you know, the whole thing is she's just saying that she's just an immature girl hiding from the truth. And it's so true. And Camille's confessions were, like, spot on. And then you see Camille leave. And Lisa's just like, wow. This was such a great chat. Like, I think we're on the same page. And it's like, oh, hell no. <laughs> no, because you're talking, okay, love Camille, hardest working housewife out there, right? But Camille is also a two-faced. Because, like, she's like, hi, Lisa, I love you. In her confessional, Lisa's a fucking bitch. Mm -hmm. You know, like, she just, she just can't help herself. I just, I felt like Camille, I side with Camille. Camille has the right points. She's saying the right things. But Lisa now is, like, on Twitter and all this crap and she's like you know I can see what a bad friend Camille is and all this stuff <laughs> instead of like meeting with Camille you know if they actually had a friendship it just shows how shallow the friendship is oh yeah well Camille so, I I understand her some of the times and this is one of those times where it's like I never want to confront anybody on anything so I can completely yeah. understand her just like... You know what? That's so true. Diverting. That's so true. Yeah. How can I criticize what I am? Exactly. <laughs> I can't. So... I can't tell anyone anything. And then they're like, um, did you have a problem with me? Because I heard this and that. I'm like, oh. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> I love no. you so much. No. No, please don't kill me because I cry so easily. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll start crying right now. You know what I thought was weird, though? Lisa said that Kyle said, I don't believe you... Um, you prey on the weak, you're manipulative. Things that Kyle didn't really say. Yeah. Oh, she just like, like stretched that shit out. Yeah. Coming up with shit. Yeah. So Lisa clearly has a wrong idea. And then Lisa was on Watch What Happens Live, you know, a couple episodes back, and she was saying she hasn't watched any of the season. And Andy Cohen was like catatonic. He's like, uh, shouldn't you watch the season so you can see how Kyle had your back? And she's like, Kyle doesn't have my back. And he's like, no, sweetie, she did. And then Lisa's like, well, I'm not watching. She didn't have my back. I'm like, okay, Lisa. So On her high horse. 
It's all right. On my high horse. It'll all come back to her at the reunion. Well, that's the thing. Lisa said, I have no intention of seeing her again about Kyle. So does that mean she's already thought she's not going to come back to the reunion? Oh like, God. I just wondered. I can't If she has to go to that reunion. I cannot handle. But you know she's going to just say that she's just being attacked at the reunion. Mm-hmm. That's all she's going to say. And that she did nothing wrong. Has anyone avoided a... Oh, here's the thing. I can't remember back. Has anyone avoided a reunion to avoid a fight? I mean, Luann was in rehab. You know, we got, like, all this shit. Like, Kim Richards was in rehab and arrested. And, you know, those people missed it for reasons. Yeah. So I just don't know if anyone's been allowed to miss it because they're, like, not feeling the group. So. But she would be the first. I could believe it. But I think the most important thing that we saw during this episode was the debut of The Kitchen. Oh, and what a great reveal it was. What a transition from mm. darkness and just remembrance of Kyle being a complete bitch to just mm. light and airy and just, you know, Vanderpump thinking she's that right kitchen, on everything. Where is that kitchen? Is it in a cottage in the middle of her mansion? Because it looks extremely small for the huge house with swans and shit that she has. It's the size of her closet. Oh, yeah. Like, like it's a huge kitchen. For anyone, but, like, in that mansion, it's not. It's, like, there's no way that she actually cooks food. Like, does she have, like, one oven? Like, I just, I mean, we only need one oven, but you know what I mean? Like, rich people, they have, like, ten ovens. They have, like, a they closet usually have for their like maid to cook things. They usually have, like, two different kitchens. Yeah. One for just... the, you know, help in the back, and then one for people to actually look at and maybe, you know, have a drink at. So, I don't know. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a snooze, and it was it was stupid. So that was. But then we get to see she takes a lie detector next week, and that's going to be annoying. It's a whole other thing. <laughs> I'm like, wow, Lisa, you're just still coming up with scenes where it's just you doing annoying shit. Mm-hmm. And I just wonder, is Lisa going to go to the playground and be annoying? Is Lisa going to go to like a garden nursery, pick out flowers, and be annoying? Like, how long do we have to watch this? Well, so. the rest of the season, basically. Yeah, I really hope not. So <laughs> okay, fun time. Real exciting. Yay! Southern charm. It's back. We got money. Oh, he's in magazines. Mm-hmm. He's got more honeys than any honey bee. Oh, oh. <laughs> Is she talking about Austin? Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's actually start with that. Why not? Yeah, why not? I mean, Austin. Wow. Austin, what the fuck <laughs> are you doing? Seems like you finally met a girl after Chelsea who, who you could not get over. And I don't blame you because she's just, you know, perfect on her own. Mm-hmm. But the fact that there's a threesome video, how did that get captured? That was, that was a lot. It said that the girls that were there to, had the video. So I'm assuming some bitch put up her phone and was like on live or something and maybe went to the kitchen and got some cookies or she just straight up put it on the bedroom and was like, this guy's famous, so he'll eventually fuck up and I'm going to use it against him. I just love how you can hear the whole thing go down and Austin looks like a complete douche. Calling Madison Mm -hmm. fucking insane and crazy. Mm -hmm. Says the person that just got caught doing some shady ass shit. Yeah, Madison was like, why are there panties by the bed? Did the women sleep in the bed? You know, and he's like, well, no. I mean, I mean, yeah. And the girl was like, yeah, we slept in the bed. (laughs) 
So, and, and I guess Madison then realizing he cheated goes and cheats on him. To make it even. To make it even, which I don't know. Here's the thing. Shep being like, oh, I hate that Madison did that. It's a twofold. It is what I think Chelsea said it was, where she was like, that's a boys club. It's okay. Austin cheats, but she's not. But I took it as he cheated. But if you get cheated on and you still love that person, you don't want to be with anybody else. You don't have it in you to cheat. He ruined you. He hurt you. But you don't go out and get even. You feel hurt by that. You know, it was... I don't think they're going to last. Oh, no. But no. (laughs) Austin said they're going to move past this and be happy together. Yeah. I was shocked. Can we talk about that coffee scene with Austin and Madison? Madison comes on the scene. Okay. So we started a little earlier. This is back a little. And, you know, Austin's got their dirty chais and she comes up and she's like talking shit on Shep. Like I'm not a, um, I'm not a fan of Shep. And then he tells her that, you know, these chai tea lattes have regular straws. And she's like, that's the best thing I've ever heard. I hate the paper straws. Okay, he says, yeah, these place the plastic straws. It's like to kill the turtles. So like the best thing you've ever heard is that the turtles are gonna die? Like, like what the fuck was that about? I fucking hated her. Hated her. I don't like her at all. I, I don't like how she talks say about shit. The fucking turtles. Okay. So for her to be like, this is the best fucking thing I've ever heard. I was like, fuck you. So. Mm-hmm. How about you don't use a straw? It's bad for your teeth anyway because it pulls. Like when the sucking motion gives you wrinkle lines and then it pulls your teeth forward. Like when in nature have we ever sucked things? I mean, besides you know. So, like. <laughs> You know, it wasn't meant to be, like, every day. Like, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's supposed to be every day, but, like, not really. In reality, guys. Could be, but I'm not not doing that every day. That's not happening every day. That's a lot of effort. That's too much. So so it's not good for your teeth. (laughs) So stop (laughs) sucking on straws and just drink your drink like a normal person. Like, from the, I don't even know what to call that. Sipping? (laughs) Yes. Sipping from a cup. straws too long. (laughs) (laughs) Or use metal ones, okay? I just there got a go. pack Metal. of five for ten dollars. They're everywhere. Perfect. Okay. And they've also got those like rubber ones. Yeah. Which that's terrible for the environment too. But I mean, it's not as bad as stabbing turtles in the effing face every single day. They're all dying. Like she and needs like to look up a reason. fucking video. We need that on the reunion. We need her. This is what I want for the reunion. I want her in a different room watching turtle videos. <laughs> And then she better speak on why she said that. Yeah, and she better fucking cry and ask for forgiveness because that was a she bunch of shit. Beg. You and I are anti-Madison until she mentions the turtle thing. It says that she didn't mean it like that. Okay, that is, that is, that is that. So yeah, all right. So we start it with T Rav, right? T Rav. T Rav. Um. He's a nightmare of a person, so that's not new. But None of uh, this stuff is new. You can totally see this shit coming. Yeah. He's a rapist, and he didn't tell Catherine he was in jail? Is that what she said? Yeah. She didn't find out from him. She had no idea if her children were okay or where they were. It's just, like, good, good communication and good co-parenting on your end. Like, mm-hmm. I think everybody is pretty much on team Catherine at this point. 
just because we realize that he's, I mean, we've known, um, but Patricia has learned that he's basically a tool. You can't take everything that he says for a grain of salt. And she was actually the good one in this relationship the entire time. I totally agree. And I just think that when it comes to Catherine and Thomas, they were doing okay co-parenting wise. Like after the last thing, it seemed like she was trying to not talk about his situation because the accusation, if you will, mm-hmm. like, hey, it happened, people, yeah. um, came out like right before the reunion. He got fired and everything like that. But it seemed like Catherine was like, I can't talk about it. I'm not going to talk about it. It seemed like they were getting along and Ashley was starting to phase out. And there was a period where Ashley was not in his life. And then, you know, he has all this drama happen and they get back together and she's around Catherine's kids when she asked not to. I mean, Thomas really is the scum of the earth for bringing Ashley around their children. Mm -hmm. I mean, I just can't believe, like, if you co-parent with someone and they're like, please don't have that crazy bee around because she screamed at me. I mean, how can he do that to his kids? It's just not good parenting. I mean, she's a terrible person. Ashley is. Mm -hmm. And as we see for the preview for the next episode, she comes back. Um, But yeah, this is probably one of his biggest mess-ups besides, you know, all this criminal background is being with Ashley. Like, nobody can stand this woman. She's off her rocker. How is she a nurse? I have no idea. Is she? Yeah. I, we don't know. She she was, like, anorexic at the last reunion. Like, legitimately, like, Craig mentioned, and then everyone nodded along, but was kind of trying to avoid it. Yeah. It looked like she lost, like, 20 pounds. And I'm sure it's from stress of being on the show, and now everyone hates you, but then she kind of was like, yeah, I've you know, not been eating, and I, you know, got unhealthy, and now I'm trying to get it back together, and she just doesn't look good. It looks, it looks like she's, you know. She's having, She's got mental illness, and she needs help. Oh, yeah, 100%. (laughs) Yeah, so, I mean, at least Patricia now understands, and she invited her to her party, so it's like, it's like moving on. It's like a circle. (laughs) Yeah, so what, I think that Patricia and Catherine were dressed the same. I loved that. Like matching <laughs> caftans. It was perfect. Like that was such a great way to start off the dinner party. And then also mm-hmm. with Craig giving Patricia a pillow. Do we think he bought it or do we think he made it? Ooh, that's a rough one. Um, it did look really like something you would find at any like um, home store. Like at Pier One. Pier one, yeah. So that was rough, but I do think he made it. I think he spent mm, the three months in the Bahamas making it. So. Oh yeah, I think he had the time. The Bahamas kind of changed him a little bit. Um, I'm hoping he made that pillow. I guess we'll we never hope the know. the best for Craig. What I would love to know. Okay, who won the revenge body, if you will? Like who won the breakup? Naomi or Craig, because we've got Craig, he's got a dog, Bethany, which is the cutest dog I've seen Mm -hmm. on um, any of these shows. And then, you know, his house is together finally. He took a bohemian vacation. And then we got Naomi over here. Her boyfriend's cute. She says he's hot, cool, fun. And then she says, I'd never appreciate it if I hadn't been with someone who was so the opposite. And she got a nose job. She got 
I thought she got that like before, a little bit like last season. She got it like right after I think they broke up. Mm. I think oh, that yeah, was cause... like her new me, new nose. Mm. You know what makes me sad? Look, guys, I don't have a great nose. But the thing is, your nose gives you a little bit of character. So, like, I love watching those little mini injection things where they make your nose different. And half of the time, it makes your nose look worse, like getting a nose job, because it looks like a Barbie character nose, and it mm-hmm. kind of tips up a little. But I don't know. Andy Cohen said that Barbara Streisand, with her nose kind of thing, made her beautiful. And that's how I felt about Naomi. She looked different. She looked French. She looked like super unique you know so it did make it i get it if it's you do you boo with your body you're happy do it i personally just liked her other nose better i did too i look at this one now and i'm like just doesn't quite look like her Mm -hmm. but personally i think that craig is coming out on top right now yeah i mean yeah he's doing really good um cameron even said i'd be attracted to you if i wasn't married but I'm not, but you look like a man. Which okay, is so great. she's saying I'm attracted to you. Why can I'm married? I say I'm attracted to this, 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 and this. Like, I'm, it's not disrespectful. Like, I don't think it is. I her. think it's, you know, he's attractive, but. I, she, like, took it back real quick. She's like, she oh, did. The camera's here. And I'm like, uh oh, someone got lost in the moment. <laughs> but I think Craig kind of got his life together which he really needed to get and I think he's like feeling good about himself right now Mm -hmm. which we haven't seen in a long time and you can tell there's like a bit of a change Mm -hmm. and for Naomi it's just kind of like you can tell there's still just like this feeling of hatred with Craig like it's just not gone I totally agree because then Craig says um like something like wondering if Naomi moved on so quickly to prove the point that her and Craig weren't meant to be. Yeah. You know, and I, I could feel that. Like, you're like, look at me. I'm doing so much better over here without you. Like, look at all this greatness that I've created. And mm-hmm. Happy, happy, happy. And the way that Naomi acted when Craig was at the party. <laughs> oh, my God. She just, I like her jumpsuit, though. The red jumpsuit was Very nice. Very cute. But she was really not super nice to Craig's date. No. Caroline. So, Caroline. Yeah. Um, well, here we go. We got to talk about it. We got to talk about Shep's date. Eliza. Dear Eliza. Dear Eliza. <laughs> I think that's from Oklahoma or something, like a musical. But yeah, she was what, what I quintessentially think of a Coke girl. That's what she was. She was super thin. She had a haircut that was short to her shoulders and her clip-in extensions were one length so it was like a short haircut all the way around and then clip-ins underneath were all one length and they were straggly af Mm -hmm. and she was like a coat girl that like she's pretty but she's not at all pretty yeah she reminded me a lot of stephanie pratt from the hills spencer's sister like it was like a little mini replica but just on a different show really kind of tweaked out um She's, you know, trying to be all done up, but it looks like a hot mess. Mm -hmm. And then just talking out of her ass and not understanding that what she's saying is, you know, not the best conversation. (laughs) Like Patricia's like, this shit's like going down the drain. This is great. Yeah. (laughs) Stephanie Pratt, whenever I think of her, I think of her blue eyeliner. Do you think of that? Oh, my God. Yeah. 
Okay, so like a year ago, I like Googled the shit out of Stephanie Pratt looking for her blue eyeliner because it was like 80s night. And I was like, where the hell is this? And I couldn't find it, but I went down a rabbit hole. And needless to say, she's wearing blue eyeliner in almost every picture. And she even did articles and articles with like Elle magazine about how blue eyeliner makes your blue eyes look bluer. <laughs> Spent hours. I just ended up going to Walgreens, getting NYX <laughs> eyeliner, and it burned. So. Oh, God. One-time yeah, use. Really One-time use. Yeah, so Patricia wasn't excited that Eliza was acting up, but okay, my fave, Eliza quote, she said she felt, I quote, crippled oh, no. after playing polo at Thomas's, by the way. Yeah. And continues to say, sorry, I'm young and hot and, okay, young and hot. Great. Sorry, I'm young and hot. That's something you can yell at someone in the club if they're being a bitch to you. This next part, I don't know if you can yell at someone in the club if they're being a bitch to you. She said, and graduated college a year and a half ago. <laughs> like, so people are coming after her because she's young, hot, and she just graduated college. A year and a half ago. That is a while ago. I graduated college a year ago, so even, like, less <laughs> time has passed. <laughs> like, wow. just the stuff that she said honestly there was one part when she was talking about that shit and Austin was just like you know you're nothing special I mean I've been playing polo oh you've never played you've just been and he's just like oh, oh yeah. yeah like I don't know my own mm -hmm. life okay mm -hmm. I'm not even gonna get into this with you because she's mm -hmm. that irrational like what is going through her head yeah, and I hate when people make things that are, um, like, s these things that are higher classes, right? Like, this high-class shit, like, it makes your life hard. Like, oh, no, I had to eat a bunch of lobster the other day at the brunch place on the water, and then I had to go get my car from valet, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm just so full. I need to take a nap, and then I got to go do yoga later. It's like, oh, my God, my life, am I right? And it's like... Are you really complaining about that? Exactly. That you feel crippled after playing polo? And she's like, I had to climb to the third floor of my house where I live. And I was just like, bitch. Did you really yeah. just say that? Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not a good look, Eliza. And it gets worse. <laughs> she can't help herself. She just doesn't understand how she's at, she's at a dinner party and she's like, you know what I want to do? I want to talk about myself, think about myself, not ask anybody any questions unless it's some salacious gossip that I can get camera time on. She wants to be a regular. That's mm. what she wants. So she's mm -hmm. saying anything and everything yeah. to make that happen. Like, did that bug you? No? Okay. What else can I do? What, how else can I act terrible? Like, like a white elite from the purge you know those people that walk mm -hmm. around to the houses and they're like swinging their swords <laughs> <Just> <laughs> doing that if anyone's seen the purge you know what i'm saying she's like from that class and it's weird and her relationship with thomas it's very weird right i mean she's like 20 and thomas and her had a heart to heart like a season or two ago about Catherine. and oh my god and she looked like she was like 16 years old 
Yeah, in that scene. I mean, she probably was three years ago. I was like, this is kind of inappropriate. It looks like you're talking to your father right now, and that's clearly not the case. Yeah, why is she literally hanging out with him? Like, they're having a friendship time. I I don't have any friendships with 50-year-olds that I hang out with 50-year-old men at, like, a horse place. I mean, the thing is, is that, like, you know, her and T-Rav just have, like, a really good relationship, and she has no problem with him, so... I think yeah. we heard that like 50 fucking times at this whole dinner. 50 times. I feel like it was really insulting when she was like, yeah, and Catherine can have the baby. Oh. It's honestly just what Shep said, where he was like, what, you think she's just a receptacle for babies or whatever? Yes. Go Shep for actually like, you know, saying something really intelligent like that. But also like, you know, with the last seasons, like him and Catherine, I think they have like a really cute relationship. And if they actually like tried getting together, I think it could be really cute. So for him to actually, like, stick up for her, I was like, I can appreciate that. Yeah, I I think that in the parlor, (laughs) Cameron's face, (laughs) when Eliza's like, I did nothing. (laughs) I just, I was like, you go Cameron with that face. Cameron's just sitting there shaking that head like, "Mm, yeah, you did a lot. Yeah. Yeah, and we're not about it. She was telling her straight, like, girl, tone it the fuck down. You're coming on a little too strong. Mm-hmm. Well, she clearly didn't take their advice. No. No. So how do we feel about the last line of the episode, Catherine's line? Which is? I feel like she goes, um, Eliza says, I don't know what your issue is with me. And, like, Shep says, I want to die, which I loved. <laughs> And then um, Catherine says, my coattails are about worn out. Like, what a woman, honestly. What a woman. Love her. Love her. Love her fashion. I follow her on Instagram, and it's just like... Sames. Get it, girl. Get it. Mm -hmm. I love that green color on her. Mm -hmm. She's just beautiful, elegant. Team Catherine all the way. Team Catherine all the way, honestly. Us redheads have to unite. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah I felt like and it's true Eliza is trying to ride her coattails onto that show so oh yeah was, wasn't untrue <laughs> so I'm I'm excited for the season I think it's gonna be great you and I love Southern Charm oh yeah what's not to love it's yeah. a good group of people it's a good group um okay so a crazy group of people we're moving on to Roni New York New York New York I like the episode because it's like this weird two-parter that they do sometimes when they're going somewhere. It's like seeing them in New York and you get to see a little bit of their lives and then near the end of the episode they all travel and then of course it's like the first fight because they can't help but get into a fight. Oh yeah. That first day. Within maybe a half an hour of being at Luann's home. Um, I liked Dorinda saying these are the people in the neighborhood going around trying all her shit and trying some cheese. Talk about looking like a dumbass. (laughs) Honestly, and then she goes to them, like the florist, and she's like, I just moved down the street. And it's just like, these people don't give a shit where the fuck you live. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, great. Yeah, I um, can't afford to live in this neighborhood at all. (laughs) Yeah. But I'm glad you can. So I don't live here. And and I don't know where. They're just like, (laughs) we get to see this woman all the time now. All the time. And she wasn't an easy customer. No. She's just standing there. She, she's like, 
it's not even like, you know what, can you please wrap that cheese up? She's like, you know what, get the cheese. Get it. It's like aggressive. <laughs> you and I are laid, laid back West Coast and like New Yorkers are so damn aggressive. I'm like, oh. I know. It's Just, like painful to watch. It's painful. I'm like, can you be nice to the store clerk? Because <laughs> is that in the options? Um, okay, so we've got Sonia goes up first. And she basically blows their spot. She's basically like, everyone hates you. And she blows their spot like she's dressed like a gold miner owner. <laughs> that makes sense. Like she's got like a cowboy hat on and then she has a big fur coat on, but it's, but like it's fur around the side and then it's that weird suede material. And it was just like, it was that length where it's like not your ankle, but it's not like your knees. It's like a midi length. Mm -hmm. And it was just really weird. She looks like, like an old timey cowboy that made it rich. Oh my god. Is that what they so think true. they're supposed to dress like? <laughs> it's like hit or miss. Hit or miss fashion. Hit or it's miss like fashion. You either them. love it or you're like, what were they thinking when they put this on? They're very theme driven in yes. New York. And they I actually drove through upstate New York recently and it was interesting because Luann is pretty far upstate. Like she's past the Vanderbilt mansions and all that. And it's beautiful. It's like the Hudson. It's beautiful. And there's these mansions that line it and all these rich people take their boats up probably like an hour and they get there for the weekend. And that's nice. You know, instead of driving, they get to go somewhere where they actually have a house and not an apartment that's like one foot by one foot. Luann's house was something. How, we, how do you like Luann's house? <laughs> it's different. It's different. Um, there's, oh. I did like... The kitchen and the living room. Kind the kitchen of. and the bedroom? But the bedroom. Oh, the, the living room. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So you like the one in the living room. Okay. Yeah. Because that's like <laughs> the most normal part of that house. Mm -hmm. The it's bedroom. The bedroom can use some work. She's been working on it, apparently. That's what she said. What do you think I've been doing? I've been working on the house. Clearly, look around at my home. I've been working on it. It's like, work a little harder, because I don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Um, and Ramona's, like, going to get her a housewarming gift, and she grabs that cock coaster. And I just oh. want to point out, she says, I don't want to make a rash decision, because she's trying to tell the store lady that she's not going to take the cock coaster just yet. Yeah. She's going to make a rash decision. So. And then she gets the two candlesticks, and she's, like, saying it's going to go with the house or whatever. She's like, I don't care if it's a... If the house is gray, purple, black, green, it goes. And I'm like, you know what, Ramona? You don't realize how true that is. Because Luann's house is like orange, yellow, pink, purple, black. <laughs> yeah, it's all the colors. <laughs> it goes. Your candlesticks go because they go with all of it. It's a circular bomb shelter. That's what I wrote down. Oh, my God. The circular house, I cannot stand those. They don't make sense on they the inside and we clearly see why with the fucking bedroom <laughs> i just can't believe <laughs> she so scraped up all of her money and was like yep yeah, this is it for me i'm getting my circular house she said you could be in, <laughs> you could be in la in this house no <laughs> no ma'am you could not you know where you could be you could be in texas with that house <laughs> I'm like down the street from a circular house, and I guarantee you, it's fucking ugly inside. Those things, <laughs> there need to be no more circular houses in America. 
Yeah, it's a nightmare. I just, I mean, how old is that house? But then I love all the women walking through, and then the way like, I think they love the house, or else they're bad liars. Or else they're, yeah, good liars. Good liars. Yeah. Are. Yeah, they're great liars. Oh, man. They all thought it was insane. They all looked at you like you were fucking insane for getting that house. So, Tinsley said she would, that's what would cause her to drink. Drive yeah. To drink if she lived on there. Was that freaking house? Oh. So much, so good. Um, okay, so I thought it was super interesting. Ramona's birthday. We're here yet again. Talked about it last week, and here we are. Here's the birthday. Mm-hmm. She's okay. I wrote down exactly what she said. <laughs> so prepare yourselves, people. All right, so they say Ramona's best friends are throwing her a party, right? So then. It took a little bit of work because the Insta story was like cutting in and out of the women talking. But this is Ramona's speech that someone caught on the Insta story for Ramona. Carla, thank you for doing such a beautiful table. I love celebrating my birthday. (laughs) Let's just stop there. Okay. (laughs) Has anyone ever said that? (laughs) Maybe like a five-year-old. A five-year-old. I love celebrating my birthday. Okay, continuing. And this is the first day. The 13th is my birthday. By the way, guys, she's not typing. Can everyone get this? This is not like her messaging someone on Instagram. This is her speech. So she says, the 13th, this is a fucking speech in front of a bunch of people. The 13th is my birthday, and I'm going to be celebrating the whole month long. So happy birthday to me and all my friends. I'm crying. I'm going to cry. I mean, the 13th is my birthday, and I'm going to be celebrating the whole month long. It's like she's telling us that as her speech. Not yeah. like, I feel so blessed to have all of you here. No, thank you. <laughs> I just, I don't know what Ramona was thinking. That woman drives why, me nuts. Why is she doing this? Why is she celebrating it all month long? Why is she doing that? Literally, what drives a person? Who are those people that celebrate their birthday all month? Like, super spoiled like we're brought up with parents that did that for them every year. Oh, this month is your birthday month. We're just going to do something every day. It's just like, God bless America. It is one motherfucking day limited to that fucking day. Mm-hmm. It's your birthday, not month. Yeah. Yeah, she, she does have that spoiled in her. She also has a little bit of, uh, I guess you could say she values herself as being a special person. Special is really, a good word. I hate to <laughs> say it to Ramona, but bitch, no one's special. Like, you are not unique at all from probably like 10 other women like you in New York. The people at that table who are engaging in this bullshit, <laughs> you're the same. Yeah. So, I just, I thought that was unnecessary. Um, and then we got Lou and Bethany. And they get in an argument, and we've been waiting for this, really, because we've kind of seen a little, you know, here and there. Yeah. Fighting. Um, And it all starts because Lou is, like, late to her performance, and Lou is unappreciative. (laughs) I don't know. I, I mean, whose side are you on? We've got Bethany. We've got Lou. Bethany's saying one thing. Lou is saying, suck it up and come here for me. The thing is, I'm totally on side Bethany on this. She did go. It's not her fault that Lou was super late 
and just kept backing up when she was going to start. She was there for three whole hours, so it's not like she just didn't come at all. That's a really long time. Exactly. And you know what? Like, she has a freaking daughter. Let her go home and be with her. And for Lou to be like, so she can watch her sleeping child? It's like, shove that up your ass. Like, (laughs) Bethany's past the point of staying up until, like, one or two in the morning. Like, she's a mom. Mm -hmm. She wants to get up with her daughter in the morning. Like, just let her do her thing. This is not the Luann show. Mm-hmm, totally. See, for me, it was like, I totally am on Bethany's side. And then when Luann was like, well, couldn't you just stay a little bit longer? I was like, okay, well, maybe Bethany could stay a little bit longer. But then Bethany had such a good point when she was like, this is my life. I like to take her to school. Like, you have your life, the cabaret, and I don't like to go out. And I'm like, that's so true. Like, if a woman feels like, she wants her life to be like homemaker Mm -hmm. then like why does she have to sacrifice that for what you you aren't sacrificing for bethany exactly so i thought that was a really good point and and then she ends it by saying i celebrated you this summer bethany says that oh my god that was like the best line (laughs) it's so good because lou didn't understand right Mm -hmm. went over her (laughs) head um I didn't, my birthday wasn't this, what do you mean celebrated? Was that like the white party? Like, did we, it's like, no, Louis, <laughs> did you forget that like you had a mental breakdown? Like, how could you forget when she says this summer what she might be referencing? I know. Like, it's pretty, um, pretty easy to see what she's talking about. Yeah. I mean, I think next week is going to be really good. I think every single show that we're going to watch is going to have, like, some really good scenes in it. All of the previews for next week look really good, so I think we're going to have some good stuff to watch. Yeah, I'm excited. (laughs) Okay, so now we're going to do our Renew and Cancel. So we'll go ahead and start with Renew. I am renewing Sandoval. I think he is the voice of reason. Without him, it would just be a bunch of egotistical dictators. Um, they, a lot of these characters, I was pro Stassi. I don't like her treatment of James. I don't like her ideas about Raquel. You know, people mm-hmm. are trying to just be nice. You know, these characters I thought were redeemable like Stassi, and then they're not. Right. <laughs> and so far, Sandoval really is the one that hasn't let me down. Um, He seems to be really in touch with being completely fair. And because I like when there's a fair person on a reality show, because it shows both sides of the equation. It doesn't just make it all terrible and all people behaving terrible that he can, it won't just always be one person against the many. At least there's another fair person that'll always sit at the round table. I like that. Yeah. How about you? Um, So mine was Cameron from Southern Charm. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just so excited that was back. I had to pick somebody from there. Um, <laughs> so I just really liked her coming back. Um, she had her baby. Um, you can tell from like the past season, she was really scared of like pregnancy and just babies in general. And now she's just really embracing it. You can tell she loves her baby, but she's mm-hmm. showing that she is struggling and it is hard. And she's not just trying to sugarcoat it and be like, oh, motherhood is just so wonderful. It's like, no, I'm having a hard time. I can't work at the same time. 
I'm forgetting everything and it's just so real. And then the fact that she's saying that she doesn't want to talk about Thomas because she doesn't want to get sued in her confessionals, I just love. Yeah, super smart. Oh, yeah. She's smart cookie. We always love a smart cookie on a show. And you could tell she's just really genuine. She's just being herself. Oh, yeah. You know. I love that. So she's, she's sticking up for herself. She's being herself. Um, cancel. Wow, guys. Wow. Um, if I could give it to Katie for the rest of the time, I mean, Kelsey's going to have to pry me giving cancel Katie out of my cold, dead hands after next week. <laughs> because literally, like, I understand when Vanderpump Rules isn't on anymore that we don't want to hear Ariel wants to cancel Katie. Well, guess what? I want to cancel her till the end of time because she is a nightmare and she is the worst. I would like to do just a few quotes from the reunion yes. this time. Katie says, that's who I am. Anyone that knows me. I have a mean streak, a sharp tongue, but that's not me. So, okay, Katie, if you have a mean streak and a sharp tongue, that's being a bitch. <laughs> Hello? She's like, that's not me. I'm a mean person. I kill squirrels in the meantime, but I'm not mean. I'm just a mean person, but that's not me. And I'm like, what are you even saying? Mm -hmm. um, moving on. Uh, she says... That she doesn't regret giving the ultimatum, oh. which was a slap in the face to Lisa. Oh, so yeah. disrespectful. She's disrespectful. Beach. Um, then my favorite moment is when her husband Schwartz goes, I don't, he's talking about when James says, you know, pull your shorts down or whatever. No, she says that to him. What does James say? He doesn't call her fat. I know that people. He doesn't call her fat. He calls her fat in different confessionals, but not there. <laughs> he says like, those shorts aren't flattering on you. That's what he says. Schwartz says, I don't want anyone talking to my wife like that, who I love very much. But, like, you know, <laughs> I thought she'd just take it in stride. I love that because Schwartz is like, you know, my wife's uber bitch about everything, but I thought maybe she might have a little bit of character and take it in stride. You thought wrong. <laughs> Way too high of expectations for her. Way too high. Does he know Way her by now? She's never took anything in stride, and I felt like that was such a good way to describe it. Mm -hmm. She calls herself noble. Oh, my God. And she God. says, fuck it. It felt good. Yeah. I'm like, Katie, who are you? Are you like a character that someone wrote up when they were trying to make a douchebag extra for the Wolf of Wall Street? Like, you act like an insane person. <laughs> so, sorry. Once again, another rant about Katie, people. I just can't help it. She's the worst. And I know that you are probably, you have to vote cancel Katie, right? So, um, <laughs> I actually did two. <laughs> so I did Katie and Kristen because basically they're morphing into the same fucking person. Oh my God, I, I love cannot, that. I couldn't even stand when either one of them talked. Like, it just made me so angry. Katie saying, fuck it. I'm noble. I don't give a shit. I stood up for myself. Da, 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 da. Oh my God. Don't even get me started. Can't handle her. She's being such a douche. And then Kristen. <laughs> she's a douche. Kristen. I mean, she's not contributing anything except for the fact that she fucking hates James. Like, that's all she did this whole episode. There was nothing. Like, did she mm -hmm. say anything on her own? No. Everything. No was like, James would say something. Oh my God, can you believe he just fucking said that? And it's just like, shut the fuck up. 
Mm-hmm. Do we think Kristen is still in love with James? There's something like, there. There has to be. Because like, there, there's no other reason why she gets so angry and just has to just nitpick every fucking thing that he says. She... So remember when, like, at the reunion she said, like, he was raised by assholes, like, right at the end there? Yeah. She's like, yeah, I feel bad for him. He was raised by assholes, but guess what? You can't be an asshole or something stupid like that. Okay, so she feels bad for him because she was in it for, what, like, two years? So she knows his family, and she's, like, trying to say that there's a reason James is this way, but he should grow up and out of it. It seems like she's trying to teach him how to be a better person so that she can be with him. Oh, my God. I cannot. It's like, why do you want him They better? cannot get back together. I would stop watching. Raquel's way hotter. It's not going to happen. If Raquel was ugly, I could definitely see James cheating on Raquel for Kristen. But Raquel's prettier. Yeah, so. she is. She got the, those brows, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> those are like, how do you even grow brows like that? Tell me. I need just, a, I just need 10 of those brow hairs. <laughs> <laughs> please share some with the rest of us. Yeah. Like, please. <laughs> okay, I think that wraps it up. That was this week. So we're so excited for next week and everything that we're going to talk about. Um, But thanks for tuning in again. You don't have to be a housewife or a wife at all. You just have to be real. (laughs) Thanks, guys. See you next time.